Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hardies, today on Run Calls the Heart, we're talking all about the season five finale. Quite the tearjerker, I know. We're going to talk all about it with special guest, executive producer Brian Berg, and showrunner Alfonso Moreno. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ah. Our song. Welcome back, Hardies. Here we are at AfterBuzz TV. Here we go. We let the music swell. Let the music get swell. That's Here we right. go because we love it so much. <sighs> yes. There we go. Yes. <laughs> it's the season five finale, Hardies. <laughs> Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. We are here doing the When Calls the Heart After Show for Close to My Heart. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. And of course, I always have with me. I'm James Lodge, you guys. Hi. Hi, and then of course, welcome back to our special guest in studio. We have, of course, you guys know who this guy is, <laughs> Brian Bird himself. Hi, Hi Hardies. <laughs> and we have showrunner Alfonso Moreno. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. Alfonso. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much welcome. for being here, both of you. Yes. This will be a great after show. Oh, yes, it is. We're really excited to talk all to the Hardies all about this episode. But I'm in quite the tearjerkers. There's so much to discuss. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot to discuss. So yes, there much. is. Uh, the things we'll be discussing, of course, Jack's untimely death and how Elizabeth is grieving, how the town is grieving, but all coming together. You know, of course, just everything. <laughs> and maybe some devotions later, if we have time. We have time and, yeah. and, of course, predictions at the end. Um, versus predictions. Oh, jeez. Oh, the predictions. The predictions. predictions. Everybody loves predictions. Yes. But uh, before we get all the way into it what were your quick thoughts james so for me and many of you hardies know this i've been going through a lot of sudden deaths recently in my family so um to watch this episode and just in general it was very hard for me to watch uh but as you do in life you you go through it and it just shows to me what a great production that happened from the writing to the acting, to the cinematography, direction, sets. There are things that I noticed this episode that I hadn't noticed before that were some uh, great art direction choices. I love what's about that as we get into the episode that I really enjoyed. It really set the mood. Um, there were character, there were actresses and actors on the show that they really came together and, and put their best acting forward. I just, really, I just It was a top-notch episode. We were sad the whole time, which means it was good, um, but it was a top-notch episode for me. What did you think, Marissa? Uh, it was really sad. I lost it in the first three minutes. Yes. And uh, with, you know, the first flashback, and of course we'll, we'll definitely yeah. cover all of it, but when we had that first flashback of the whole funeral, uh, yeah. I, I immediately lost it. I was yeah. like, okay, this is the whole tone of the episode. This is what the finale is going to be like. But And then I did love how there were moments of levity, which you guys do so mm-hmm. well. And we had the, the balance of happiness and sadness very well mixed together, and which made a, entirely a great episode. Um, definitely 
yeah. really heartfelt and mm. emotional at the same time. But I think it was executed so beautifully in, in the show. And I just want to say, I think, and I was talking this before the show came on, this is going to be a kind of watershed moment for Hardy's history. I, there are a few shows where something happens on the show where everyone is affected, and it kind of stands as a mark. And I feel like this, the end of the last episode and this one, people are going to remember this. This is like Who Shot JR for Dallas fans, <laughs> or even Bobby in the Shower for Dallas fans with the whole season of Dream. Um, it's Luke and Laura on General Hospital. Like, there's certain moments that fans of that series are not going to forget. And they have produced some top-notch episodes out of it. And I feel like this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so my question to both of you, Brian and Alfonso, now knowing the, the whole season, you've gone through the entire process of this season, and you watching the, the final product that was this finale, what were your thoughts of how it was executed and how the Hardys are reacting to it? Well, this man right here, my left, deserves a, a lot of the credit, most of the credit for the beauty of this episode. I know it was hard to watch for the Hardys. Um, but as I was watching, and I've seen it, you know, I don't know, 15 times maybe, <laughs> um, what was so powerful to me is that, and, and Alfonso will explain this even better than me, but uh, was that it was a journey through Elizabeth's grief, right? But it was also, uh, I, he, she was holding the hand of the viewers, of the audience, yes. of the Hardys, who were going through the same journey with her. They're going to grieve Jack's death, just like she was, just like the town was. And honest to God, uh, if I was a grief counselor, I would use this episode as a tool mm-hmm. uh, for people that are going through you know, a grieving process. Because it was just so beautifully and uh, rich and and honest and authentic and and all of that and uh, uh, so uh, you know I think it was the best episode of When Calls the Heart. It was the hardest one, but I do think in five seasons this was the best episode that we've ever produced. And there have been some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah, but the, this just set a new sort of set the bar very high for us. Yeah, I'm extremely proud of this episode. I think that. Everyone brought their A game to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yes. the director, the actors. You know, I was on set and I would I'd watch the the, uh, the the performances and they each for each performance they do one you know they do a close up on one a close up on the other, and in each with each take I would be teary eyed and I, <laughs> it would it would just it moved me and it and I felt it would move the audience and I I think it did and as a writer that's what you want you, you want to move them to laughter or do you want to bring chills to down their, their down their arms and back or you want to move them to tears sometimes it's all about moving someone and I felt that this episode did that uh, in a unique way perhaps for this show but I, I do think that uh, it, it uh, and from the social media, we're seeing that they moved them. Sometimes they <laughs> <Yeah>. anger, <laughs> yes. but it, it moved them to tears and then to anger. And I think, like uh, just grief, the audience, in large part, is going to move through different stages of grief. Right. And I believe they will come to accept it and, and, and yes. move forward. Oh, I have a statement about that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm Papa Jamie, so I got a statement, folks. Um, I have, you know, I've been doing this, we've been doing the show three years now, Marissa, I guess yes, it's our end of our, our third, third season, season, which I can't, I can't believe that, it's kind of, I enjoy doing this, we've done the books, we did the book series, yeah. um, and we started, I am a hearty for life, so for me, whether the show is on the air or not on the air, whether there are actors or actresses on the air or not on the air of the show, I will always be a hearty, 
that's my number one mm-hmm. thing. Because the Hardys thing is bigger than just the show. But also, the show is very important. This is where the Hardys were born out of. So that's like my kind of take on this whole thing. I'm sad too, but this is, I'm a Hardy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you just covered, just not to put a time stamp on the timing of today, but you just covered the, the Facebook live event yes, that you did, covered. Yeah. And we had Lori and Dan and Aaron all there talking about, um, you know, the, the unfortunate moving on of Daniel from, from the show. But you also came out with a great message of it's not just one person. It is a bigger puzzle. It is the small pieces all put together for a bigger picture. And, mm-hmm. and, and I like that, and people need to take that into perspective, is there are so many moving parts in this show, and there's so many different individual parts that you can all love on its mm-hmm. own. And that's what makes the, the whole show great, is when you put them all together, it's the sum of the parts. It's right. better, it's bigger than this. Well, Ho- Hope Valley is bigger than any of the actors on the show or any of the characters. Uh, it, it's it's a it's it's a, a state of mind, <laughs> right? It's an ideal. Uh, the the values and the virtues uh, virtues of a place like Hope Valley are uh, just good for the culture, honestly. And so the the show has become. Uh, something of a of a touch point for everybody, right? And all of the many characters that we have on this show are all rich and and valuable, and there will be new ones, obviously, uh, yeah, yeah. right? Coming coming in season six, but uh, they're part of a community. And the I think one of the reasons why the audience, why the Hardys have been so passionate, but also so. Uh, so angry, some of them, uh, over what has transpired here, is because they feel so deeply about this yes. thing. It's a member of the family, yes. right? Yes. And when you have a member of the family that uh, uh, you know passes away, mm-hmm. you feel all the emotions that you could feel. And like you said, the stages of grief, Alfonso. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that are in anger, and they might stay there a while, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. God, God bless. We're here for you. We, we, we love, we love the Hardys, uh, and we will always be there for you. Uh, as we heard on the Facebook Live uh, today, this was a decision that we had to deal with from a story standpoint. This is a human decision that Dan Lissing made for his own life, and we honor him for it. We wish him nothing but great success in the future, but his choice, not ours. Right. Right. right? And so what do you do with that? Well, you, you have a show that's successful. You figure out how to integrate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell the most emotional, powerful that's story right. that you can from, with given those set of facts. And I, th- I think we did that. I'm glad you yeah. said that, uh, Brian, because some folks, okay, I, w- I want to clarify because the folks are getting mad at me already. Some people were on my side. But I'm just saying, yes, you have a right to watch whatever you want to watch or not watch. I'm just saying, for me, I'm a hardy, and I and this is where the show is born out of. So I'm going to continue to support the show that bore the hardies out of it. Right. That's all I'm saying. But everybody, of course, everybody has their right, and we'll be here for you when you come back. Yes, that's right. Via the, that's right. The hardies therapy. Yes, we're here. We're here for you anytime. You can still talk to us. You can come back to season six. Come back. Absolutely, we'll still be, be here. Be angry right now. It's fine. But. It, it was interesting how you brought up the, the stages of grief because that's what mm-hmm. I said in our last after show. Eventually, we'll get to acceptance, yeah, um, I mean. and and I think people all grieve on their own time. That's right. But I think for the emotional beats, 
throughout this entire episode. I felt like the flashbacks were kind of the stages of grief. So you had different emotions throughout um, with the progressions of of each flashback, which is usually not the linear type of storytelling that we get in an episode. But with every flashback, you, you can see the emotional progression of Elizabeth and even some of the other characters like it. Abigail throughout. Right. Um, we started off sad, but then eventually got to a happy emotions um, throughout. And then I think the last one, well, one of the last ones was when she was getting Jack's horse. And she's right. riding Jack's horse. She's happy. You can see mm-hmm. the progression of the emotional state of Elizabeth. And I think it was so well done in your flashbacks. Also, when you, when you did... Um switches to like another scene and you would flash to the house the row of houses because just the art direction the cinematography that it was like i was crying just watching the just the when you would you would show that it's the next day now you show that it's the next it's the evening like how sad it looked <laughs> like, you know i mean like it's, it looked, yeah. it's just like it wasn't a happy house anymore yeah those row of houses there was one where all lights were off except her light was on it was like a faint light and it just looks so sad. I was like, oh my goodness, it was just so sad. And I just thought that was brilliant. That's continuing the mood of the town, to the mood of the valley. It's like, it's sad. Right. Love that choice. Love those choices. Yeah, I thought, again, everyone stepped up, from art directors, the actors, the, the, the music I thought was beautiful. It mm. evoked a lot of emotion. I, I'm really proud of the, the whole crew. Right. As for as sad and morose as it was, it still looked beautiful at the same oh, time. Yeah. And I think the funeral at the beginning mm. and also the moment simultaneously where Elizabeth is just walking alone in the cemetery, yeah. blue but gorgeous but at the same time. But that's a case of like the, the world sort of coming together and, and making it work because we don't have the budget to make that kind of mist. It just, <laughs> it just showed up that day for that, see, see. For that scene. It just... And, like, you know, and it created yes. this beautiful, one of the most, I mean, I felt you could take a snapshot of yeah. that yeah. image of her walking in the cemetery yeah. and, and just put it on your wall. It was so right. beautiful. Right. You know that, that was just like... Serendipitous. Yeah. No, you know God shows up. <laughs> when God needs to show, God shows up. Yes. Right, Brian? Absolutely. You know, you know he does. Absolutely. He came, he came for you guys. Absolutely. That day. I, want, I, do, I do want to ask about, um, you know, the, the choice of going three weeks in advance. Yeah. For you as a writer, that was that was that was a conscious choice to like not really show the whole make the episode about the funeral about right. the it was a flashback. I thing. felt that if we started the very next day, that the whole episode would be really weighed down yeah. with grief. So I need we needed a little bit of time to pass in order to tell the story of moving on because you really can't move on. Very, you know, 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know, I know. Especially if you're binging this in the future. Right. You, you go from one episode to the next. I mean, I, and we've had a lot of time jumps mm-hmm. from the from the wedding to mm-hmm. the yes. past the honeymoon and now to this. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you find jumping in forward in time helps progress your storylines? Mm-hmm. Or do you find it's absolutely just necessary? I think it, it depends on the circumstance of the story you want to tell. Like in this next year, I have an idea of how I want to, you know, move time. But so it really depends on the particular story you're telling and how you want to jump forward. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you need it to, for for just not only the story's sake, but for practical purposes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, sometimes the 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 kids that are in the schoolhouse show up. 
for the next year of production and they have beards. Um, Javen is like suddenly a young man. I'm like, I was looking at him going, wait, wait, is he, like, is he extra taller than anybody else? Like, he seemed like he grew all of a sudden yeah. to me. We, at him. we love the children. We even, do. And we're yeah. always praising the children every episode. And especially, they become so integral into every episode and how they're all individually getting their own episodes. The way I, I, I like to approach the, a storyline with life lessons, right? And, yeah. you know, that what you know what these what Elizabeth can impart on these children in, in terms of a life life lesson, but what I felt was really interesting about this last episode is that this grief and death is probably the biggest life lesson we can tell, mm-hmm. and I, so I thought that even though some people are you know were upset about it, that that is along the lines of what we do on the show is is talk about. Life lessons. It's right in the right. wheelhouse. It, it's the most painful, ver- you know, life lesson, like you said. But it's actually the most important one for all of us. It really is. And we're not trying to force it on the Hardys. We're not trying to say, well, you need a life lesson for your life about this. But uh, it definitely sinks times out with the need that we had to to figure out how to right. resolve Jack Thornton on the show. And uh, you know what? Good to have a few months off <laughs> from Hope Valley to process this. Yes, yes. yes. As opposed to let's come back next week right. for you know the next episode. Well, you know, I think with the kids too, there are lessons that adults can learn through Absolutely. kids, the child's eyes. I mean, you can see things and you can learn something too. Right. So when you're writing for the kids, you're writing for everybody. It just that it happens to be yeah. the kids' mouths are saying the lines and going through what it is. But it's for all of us. That's, yeah. how, that's how I view it. Yeah. Right. And what I really liked about this particular child lesson was with Opal in yeah. the finale because she's arguably the one of the youngest students, yes. one of the youngest kids on the show, and how grief and and loss affects different people in different ages. And I think it was really relatable to touch upon that for how children at her young age wouldn't understand right. or wouldn't know what to do during those circumstances. So, what what were your what was your process of getting Opal in her moment uh, of grief? Well, I mean, I, I thought that was, you know, you, you, you try to sync up different things. That you, when you write them, you don't, you don't necessarily know that it's going to go in a direction. We wrote the uh, the wedding episode where she, Jack saves her life, and they were thinking, well, we do want it, the his death to impact one child the most. Right. And we thought, okay, it's it would be her, and, right. and she really delivered too. Well, I love that. I love that the, the, the her and, and and Elizabeth had that. They have something in common. They both yeah. were saved by. Oh, I love so that. Powerful. Very powerful. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I lost it. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. we too. No, I was crying like a, a baby. Yeah, I mean, I was like, wait, like, but I mean, I, I just I thought what a great. So, but like going on to your thing of, of things coming together, it's like that really did come together. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, he would. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and also who also. Elizabeth also now has in common with the other widows there in the town. And I did love your your callback to season one where when Elizabeth did come into the town, everyone was fresh widows, as terrible as that sounds. But like they had just experienced this loss, and now it's something that's relatable amongst the women there that that can help her through this grief. So I love those scenes. I love that that first scene because again, community come together. Uh, when I lost my brother a year and a half ago, a couple people at AfterBuzz lost their siblings, mm. and they came to me, and they because I had no idea how to process it. I just it was just such a weird losing your sibling at forty seven. Um, they came to me and told me things, and it did help a bit because I just yeah. didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to do, and I felt like Elizabeth, she doesn't know what to do with this. Yeah. What does she do with this? And 
to her, they all seem so strong. I, I, I knew how, she, and that's why I was, I was crying so much through this part of it. That I know how they feel like they're talking about their brothers now, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can look at pictures." And I couldn't look at pictures yet. I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything yet. Elizabeth was there too, right. and these ladies each had a story. We remembered some of their stories, and we know. And but you know, one the person who got me the most actually was um, Eva Born, who plays Clara, right? Yeah, because her her and and Lori Loughlin's character Abigail have that connection too. They lost the same person, but she also lost her husband too. But they also lost the same person. Right. And when she says, um, "I felt cheated," right. that was yeah. the fans too. That was that was that was, that was the fans probably yep. feeling the same way. And Elizabeth goes, "That's how I feel." I'm like, yeah. when someone says something that connects to you, again back to your thing of everything intersecting, it was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and to know you're not alone, yes, it makes a huge difference in life. Yes, right. it was a brilliant writing, right. brilliant writing. Yeah, just so uh, authentic. Yes. Right, and not uh, not and, and it was fearless, Alfonso. What you did there when you and Derek on that. The the um, it's fearless to bring up something that's painful like that when you just want to put salve on the wound, mm-hmm. but you go deeper. You you make the cut even deeper because it needs to be said, right? That's an honest emotion that Elizabeth was feeling that that you know Clara was feeling still years later. Yes, right. I like the choice. I like the choice that she was quiet at first. Right. I kept thinking, when's she going to say something? Because the other ladies were talking about it. But then when she said, oh, and now I see why she's having a hard time speaking it. Right. right. But you had her speak right. it, which is very important to get it out there. She wasn't past it yet. She wasn't right. past no, it. She yeah, had, she she had yeah. to struggle to yes. say yes. it. Her acting was, I told her, I told her on Twitter, your acting was just so amazing. She was trying to get it out. Right. And you could tell she was just like her. She was tight. She's bottled right. up. Right. Yes. And we saw a moment earlier in the season where Clara could, yes. was having a hard time with Jesse because right. she right. was still feeling yes. Her, her feelings towards Peter. Yeah. And so we know that's still an, a looming issue for her. And I, I like how it's actually being addressed because she is younger. Yes. And, and affects people in different ways and mm-hmm. in different ages. But I, I did love how you had the women help with Elizabeth's grief and yeah, that. And we had great. moments of levity, too, because <laughs> also just, you know, I love the, the quilt. Oh, my God, oh. yes. Uh, yes. But, you know, it, it was... It still kept the You guys are light. killing me. I'm like crying, <laughs> right. almost crying again. Like, you guys are killing me. There's like such good stuff. Well, what I, I love especially about that is that, uh, Alfonso, whether you thought about this or not, it, it's, it's a big homage to the Hardys, that yeah, quilt. Yeah. Because they, so many there's yes. been Linda Manhart and so, so many mm-hmm. other of the Hardys have made these beautiful yes, pieces for some of the actors and mm-hmm. uh, for the show and in the green room there. Some of those quilts that were handmade by, They're singing on by here. Hardys. They're saying it was, it's yeah. it was a quilt, a nod to the Hardys. It wasn't. I, I felt yeah. that too instantly. Yes. Yes. Wow, just... yes. I did see that, and I, I loved it. And you know, my mom's also a quilter too, so go. I was like, "That's something my mom could make." <laughs> uh, and, I, I did yeah. love it. It was it was very sweet and wrapped very in love. Sweet. And I just oh, I, I love, love that message wrapped in love. Right. So. Yes, and I also nice. love that he says, "What do you remember about your each of your late husbands?" That was a fun part too. The way yeah, that they right. started laughing, and what well, a one one uh, I think it was was it Florence just said her husband was so loud she could uh, she yeah. could hear him. And I my of and my brother James. thought of me. My brother goes, "Yeah, that's you, James. You're so loud, I can hear you down the street." Um, so I, was, I chuckled. That was part of that progression from yeah. 
one scene to the next as they start remembering in, yes. in a better, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a way that's less painful for them. Yes. So eloquently put together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we move on, we actually have a message from our awesome founder here at AfterBuzz TV, Maria Menounos. I mean, we had Kevin Anagar and Maria Menounos. Yeah, they got to meet Kevin. Sorry. So Maria, yes, Maria is is his wife. Is new, there's newlyweds, so we love her. We love Maria. She has a podcast that's fun. You can learn from her, grow in all areas of your life. It's called Conversations with Maria. It's hosted by Miss Maria, our founder here at AfterBuzz. It drops every Friday on iTunes. It's every Friday. Features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to make your life better. There's all aspects of your life. From health and wellness to career, relationship, finances, uh, and all kinds of stuff. Maria, for some people, is the big sister you wanted. For me, she's the little sister. <laughs> a little older than she is. Um, go to iTunes. Subscribe to Conversations with Maria. Rate, comment. You know, and also say while you're there, who brought you there? James and Marissa from <laughs> When Calls the Heart After Show. And Harry's. And she knows who we are. She knows who we are, so yeah, make sure you say it. Um, so rate and comment when you're there. Conversation Maria, it's out every Friday on iTunes. Go check it out. And it's free. It's free. Free. Mm. That's, well, that's, that's that part price. is free. It's free. Of course, it's always free. I like free. Yes. So if you support us, which you hardies always do, go yeah, support do. our founder, Maria Munoz, yes. as well. Uh, another moment that I loved, and, and James can definitely attest to this, Rosemary, throughout mm. this entire yes. episode. She was so consistent, still keeping it light, but also a perfect balance of serious at the same time. Um, what we were, I, like, I just, first of all, I love the progression. Of Rosemary and oh, how she kept yes. everybody together in this episode. How funny is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> when she, she first started. She was really needed in this because we yes. needed that energy and that levity from her because of the weight of this show. Yeah. And that yeah. Was just, yeah. Yeah. She was indispensable. I mean, was, yeah. she's such a great yes. actress and she did. And well, and she's evolved so beautifully too, Alfonso, this year especially. I mean, she has over the last few years, but there was some really great moves for her uh, this year. And you know, for for her to admit failure, I know. For Rosemary to admit failure, that's a pretty it's a big lot. jump <laughs> for yeah. her, and 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 very cool for rounding out that character. Uh, as fans, now I have a huge crush on Pascal. Yes, I do. Like that's why I have a big crush on Pascal. I do, and she knows it. I, I love Pascal. I get to interview her, and I love her, um, and I love Rosemary. And so, and again, this season, watching her be a married person, watching her find her way, you know, dressmaking substitute teacher this episode is so good because we're seeing her and lee too evolve yeah. and how he kind of dismissed her at first like well you you know you feel a failure you're like you're not, you're not like that at all and then he realized she was serious i love when he stopped sat down next to right. her talked to her and then pulled her in for a, I mean, a big hug yeah. it was like yes rosemary needs that too sometimes yeah. i mean she's always kind of she's out there and she's around but she really is there for you when you need it yeah. rosemary shows up and she's and she's she's not just this flighty, theatrical, over the top person. Right. She's actually a person. Right. And, and this wanted, season, you guys fleshed it out. And we wanted to show in this episode the town's grief. Everyone yes. was grieving in their own way, and so it's, that was another opportunity to to flesh that out. But fans right. like that was our hug too. I mean, it was a really good hug. Yeah, it was I a really like hug. he just he pulled her in and was like, okay, I'm really sorry. I miss him too. Mm-hmm. And for Rosemary, I mean, for her and Jack have all their own history and everything, right. and like their own evolution. So I mean, that was it was. A, I'm glad you guys showed. That. I'm glad you wrote that in there and you guys showed that. Right. And I love how you guys show the the beats of being in a married relationship, such yes. as them. They've been married longer than Elizabeth yeah. and and Jack has mm-hmm. been. Uh, is has there, there been any storylines that you have given to 
uh, to Lee and Rosemary that could have been to Jack and Elizabeth? Mm. Or did you oh, find wow. the bounds mm-hmm. of what married <laughs> storylines can we get to each? I mean, I, I think their relationship is unique. So I think those storylines are, are unique to them. And I think mm-hmm. the Jack and Elizabeth storylines would be sort of unique to them. I really enjoyed having a scene right after their marriage where there's a little dispute, right? Where yes. they have to where they have to figure something out yeah. and they do. But it's it's finding their way and then and then sort of reaching sort of a, a, a an agreement on how to move forward. But we had never seen that before in a, in their marriage, right? A, sitting down having breakfast and and having to deal with a, a, a minor stress in in, right. in in their life. So I, I, I felt that was unique, and I knew, I mean, it was going to be their sort of dynamic, and I, I didn't, you know, their, their history was going to, like, change me. And, you know, I, I knew he would be leaving, so I, there wasn't going to be, you know, off on, I knew he was going to be going off on his, mm-hmm. right, uh, in his, into his new Mountie duty, so I, there wasn't a big opportunity to do that. So I, yeah. I, I knew that that would be a, a small moment, but a profound moment for them. I love when you. I, I just. I love when you had an episode where Lee had to try to relax, <laughs> and he could. I mean, I, I mean, you're showing that Lee is not perfect himself because everybody right. thinks that Rosemary's like, oh, she's awesome, she's over the top, and all that. Like, well, Lee has his stuff too, and I'm glad you guys showed mm-hmm. that this season and why they're right for each other. Right, right. They that, complement each other. They complement really each other, yeah. and that happens in it's real good. life. I mean, there are people switch roles in marriages and relationships where one person's one way for it, and sometimes it's the other. It, it goes back and forth, and you showed that with them, and yeah. it was really good. You know, I was going to say one of the that question, Maria, uh, Marissa, sorry, <laughs> has given us um, you, you know uh, a lot of pause over the last year and a half or so as we've been trying to sort out how to get through this transition on the show, and um, because Dan Dan Listen wasn't available for all the shows, right, right, because of his schedule and so forth, and uh, we just felt like, okay, well, how do we how do we weave that into the storytelling? Well, if he's not going to be available for all the episodes, then we got to send him off to, you know, do something important in his Mountie duties. And I think the um, you can see now in hindsight what we've all been working toward, <laughs> right? Uh, because there was no way to, you know, no way to to uh, to please everybody with yeah, every right, move, yeah, right. you know, over the last year and a half or so, they and so, but but what was so awesome is that after Dan listening said to us, you know, guys, I, I please, you know, what do we what do we do? How do we make this work? And the Hallmark Channel was incredibly supportive of this decision for him. We were all supportive of it. You know, the cast, everybody wants to see him flourish, and that's the Hope Valley way. Right, yeah, we've right, actually done right. stories about <laughs> characters who had a dream, yeah. right? And we sent them out to go pursue their dream. We, Pastor we, Frank, that's right. I know. It, see, right. see, all all right. of those things have our grace notes like that. Yeah. And so, the 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 challenge uh, of of this transition definitely created some some you know some problems for us in terms of mm. a, from a storytelling standpoint, but. It was handled so much like a team. And we all went through our own five stages of grief on this, <laughs> yes. right? But we just have had a lot longer to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I will say there were a couple episodes, Marissa and I, you guys packed in a lot of storylines and episodes. So there were a couple yeah. episodes this, summer, this, this, this season where we're like, wow, we have a lot to cover. Right. 
I mean, it, was, it was enjoyable. It's like it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of content. Right. Right. That was good. Well, um, broadening the show to yeah. b- encompass all the other important people in the town is not just the Jack and Elizabeth show. And you know, there are some Hardys that kind of wish it was. Yeah. And that's okay. That's, okay. That, that's 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 what they love. But. Right. Um, we have never set out to make it just the Jack and Elizabeth. It's never been just that, yeah. right? It, it was never intended to be that. They they happen to have the sort of the epic romance right. of the day on the table uh, during these last few years. But um, honestly, the show is about the place and all those people, and that's yeah. important to to us. Well, I always thought when it first started, I always thought it was Elizabeth coming to a place and finding her place in the place. That's right. right. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> um, that's what I always thought it was. And so the characters would be just as important. Like, it's just, right. like you said, it's not just Elizabeth. It's the, all the characters. And Jack is one of those characters that she falls in love with. Right. That's what I thought it was about when it first kind of started. Right. It is an ensemble show. Yeah, right. Because yes. when you think of just the show itself, you don't just think of Elizabeth and Jack. You think of... Abigail and Rosemary. Mm-hmm. You think of the entire cast. Again, the little pieces, part of a bigger puzzle, part of a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about the show so much because when Jack was gone for four episodes, even last season, season mm-hmm. four, and this season, everyone still is still living their life. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, they still fill in that void, but a beat is not missing. And you, you still keep going. And, right. and I love how... Everyone's so strong and interesting enough that you can keep following people despite who's there or who's not there. Right, putting challenges for the community, how they come up, you know, how, what, how they face these challenges. This year, there are financial. There's a financial crisis yes. that the whole, whole town had to sort of rally. There was a railroad. I mean, there's this is an interesting time period. It's right, you know, when you know our world was about to change from you know. Uh, to a more modern, but it's not mm-hmm. quite that yet. Right. So it's it's a great time period to be telling stories. Did you know about this time period before you came to the show? I knew about the time. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I really wasn't <laughs> that attuned to sort of the history of the you know when things started. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm becoming much more. Right. Right. Yeah, I was always wondering about yeah. that. It's like you're writing your I mean, you're writing a period piece, yet it's very contemporary. But it's like it's it's well, set and, in a period. And that's in, and those are the stories you want to tell. The stories were, for example, with, with Jack being a military man. I, I, I we felt that that would. Connect oh, totally. you know, con- mm-hmm. to a contemporary audience yes. because the, they're dealing with these, those very same issues, those very same emotions. Yeah. yeah, and especially because it is 1915, just in the story time, Canada is technically at war in yeah. World War One. Is there a reason why we didn't touch upon just the war involvement of Canada, or do you feel like the stories and the characters were big enough to just focus on? Yeah, I think we want to focus more on our community mm-hmm. rather than sort of what's historically going on around them. In, in the original um, One Calls the Heart uh, novels by Jeanette Oak, um, uh, the Mountie goes off to World War I uh, and is gone for a long time. Yeah, a long time. Long time. <laughs> it's a long time. Well, w- our war was against thugs, <laughs> <laughs> whiskey runners and just criminals, sort of mafia. Right. So, uh, right. you know. Still <laughs> dangerous. Which Still also, dangerous. Which right. also right. existed at the time. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, 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 but we just felt like that would be something that was be more containable, you know, yeah. in, in, within the scope of the show as opposed to World yeah. War One. Also, more historically accurate as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I believe that. So we know that you guys f- write and film in, in black episodes, and some writers are designated to like two episodes, and then it passes off to the, the next one. How, as writers and producers and directors, do you make sure that you all have the same through line through every episode, even though you're in kind of a block-contained well, mindset? Well, you know, the, the writers, the showrunner and the writers will just make sure there's you know, that's the same three or four or five people who are going to be blocking all the stories out. So we, we keep track of... Continuity. The continuity yeah. of it all. And, uh, and, and then we have really the same directors who are great, who have been directing all of our episodes. And they, so they're very familiar with the show and the, and the actors and the characters. Yeah, there's a good ecosystem that everybody's on the same page. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. And you have to be. To, to keep the, the show still engaging in the same dynamic throughout. every, No matter how much is changing, everything still feels the same. Right. We haven't always done the best job of weaving in the mythology of the place, uh, uh, you know, from previous seasons. Sometimes we, we, we miss things that we, we, like we forgot we did or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's just because you're just, you know, you're working a mile a minute. Yes. But I have to say... This season was so uh, beautifully, there was so much verisimilitude with the rest of the show, with the rest of the seasons. Mm-hmm. There was a, an attention to detail that was fantastic. And to echo some of the big moves of the past was huge. Mm-hmm. At resolving Tom and Julie. And, oh, yeah. And all yeah, those things, yeah, we're having you know, it, yeah. Very, very, uh, you know, very strategic, very important for the show. And I just, you know, hats off to you guys, Alfonso. You guys Thank have you. done great. Yes, yeah. we agree with that. Yeah, my question to you, Alfonso, actually, because you, you, you're fairly newer to the show. You're all caught up now, obviously. <laughs> but uh, getting involved kind of late in the process, it, uh, what voices or what characters or storylines like, really appeal to you in, in a, like a fresher eyes kind of well, you know, before starting, I watched, I did the binge watching, so I knew yeah. <laughs> the history and watched all the shows. Um, and I, I've said this before, how I really connected to this show is that, you know, I, this, there's this acronym that I created in my mind that, uh, that how the show works for me, which is it has humor, emotion, and romance, and it's just her. So whenever mm-hmm. now I look at a script... Yeah. That comes out. I look at. It, I say, "Is there enough of her in it?" <laughs> I like that. Okay. I like and, that. and if if there isn't, then I you know I have to add more emotion or more humor or rom- romance. But I, there has to be like the right mix of those elements for oh, this for the for for a particular episode to work and and, and resonate. The her cocktail has worked really yeah, well. Yeah, I, said, I like that. Her, I like for her in there. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. and you. Both, obviously, and everybody has done an amazing, amazing job this season. I mean, we felt so many different emotions, ups and downs, mm-hmm. and the emotional upheavals. But it just shows how well the show is done when we can feel so deeply. Yeah, I'm not and sure. Invoke quite mm-hmm. the the response. Yeah, yes. and I was binge watching. I was binge watching with some uh, box of tissues next to me. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. It was hitting me. <laughs> yes, we don't have uh, right. tissues today. Yeah. We, should have. we should have. Well, that's, how, that's how I came to this show with Marissa. I, I didn't see season one. I watched it all in like one weekend. And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm totally hooked. Totally yeah. hooked. She said, oh, you like this show, James. You'll like it. And I was totally hooked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and season one, seeing it all back to back. So, folks, you ever see it? I mean, you're just watching back to back. They're fun to watch. 
and have tissues and everything they pray for. Just, there's stuff that just goes on that's yeah. amazing. The, the Hardys are definitely feeling And speaking of Hardys, James, you want to shout some I want to say hello to the 394 Hardys that are watching wow. right now. Hi, that is just amazing. People like Lori Pearson, Chick Hula Girl, I don't know who you are, Royal Masterpiece, I Heart Knit, Christine Fosnight, uh, Tiffany Brennan, Chickens. Hi, Chickens. You're in there. We love Chickens. Uh, Lisa Colangelo. Uh, I always say that it's the last time I say it this season. Jeanette MSU. Jeanette Stevens. Uh-huh. Jeanette Stevens. Lee Beth. Uh, Milo Ruffin. Robin Graves. Janet Isaac. I think I say it every time. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Uh, Isaac. Uh, Debbie Welch. Vanessa O'Hare. Jamie Ann 211. Christine Frodenberg. Everything of music. Oh my God, this mic has new. Um, so many Hardys. So there are a lot of Hardys. Lori, like I said, Lori Pearson, Stacey Matthews, uh, Bobby Schulte is in there, or my buddy Bobby. Yeah. Sunshine Hardy. My, I like Sunshine Hardy. I know you. Um, it's, it's funny because we, we go through these, and like I know some of these names. We know them. At least we know some of them personally. We know them from being on here. Just amazing people. Joyce Bryson, Jordan Blackstone. We love you so yeah, much. Jordan. Yep. Love Jordan. I mean, just like, and they, and they show up again, they show up for us all the time. But it's like, there's close to 400 Hardys in here. Amazing. Yeah. Live. That's great. That's, a, that's, a, that's amazing. That's great. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> Summer <laughs> Reyes, uh, Sophia yeah. Sunday. I mean, it's, it's like Kimberly Brood. There's a lot in There's a lot in here. Yeah. A lot. So, I mean, and you, you always speak to the Hardys every single week. I mean, you guys are very interactive with yes. them. And I think they're definitely appreciative of that. Well, we, we, as we have said multiple times, we love the Hardys. We just do. We care about them. We care that they're hurting right now. We, we are sad for them. <laughs> uh, we want them to, you know, to come through that process uh, and that catharsis. But one of the things that we sort of discovered you know, in trying to figure this out, this transition with Dan, um, was that you, you you have a bunch of choices, right, about how to to tell a story in terms of resolving a character like that. Well, we went through the list, and, and Lori talked about this on Facebook Live today. Went through the list. Okay, okay, you break them up, right? You break Jack and Elizabeth up. Uh, or they fall out of love with each other, yes. or they fall in love with somebody else, or Jack his, Jack's duty is more important to him than her. Right, right. Mm. The Hardys would hate all of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they would hate every one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. And while the death of Jack is extremely traumatic for us and, and for all of us, we all feel this, uh, it, the only way for him to leave her is in a box. Right. Uh, sad, sad to say that right, no, right. so crassly, but but it's just the truth. And we had to find a way, and Alfonso did find find a way to leave that couple at the best place they could possibly be in their romance and in their life, married, married couple, home from their honeymoon, best place they could ever possibly be, and that's when he has to go, because if you if you end it any other way. Oh, Everybody yeah. bails. Everybody says, yes. no, we don't like the show anymore. It's not, this is not, mm-hmm. we, we hate all that, right? And even though this is a very cathartic transition for everybody, it's the only way. I agree. It works. It could have worked. Right. Well, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. And in the same way, you have fulfilled everything that the Hardys wanted to see out of this right. relationship. Yeah, I do. I mean, you, we wanted to see the engagement. We finally got that. We wanted to see the wedding. We finally got that. Right. And we're 
getting to the pregnancy. <laughs> yes, right. Elizabeth is right. having a child now. So how do you think, because Jack is not going to be there, um, what storylines can this open up for Elizabeth? I'm giving that one to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you know, we're working on that right now, and, and it's, you know, I... I want to have some good surprises, nice surprises for the audience. Right. But, I mean, obviously, as a uh, single mom now, she's going to have her own challenges. Again, and that's also something that a military family has to do. Sure, right. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, I, again, contemporary. Uh, there's going to be a contemporary feeling to these stories, I mm-hmm. think. But I w- we will sort of touch on a lot of different areas, but I don't want to give any spoilers right now. Because no, no spoilers. Of course, of course <laughs> but you guys haven't started filming anything yet, have you? No. no. Yeah, they haven't started filming yet. So. So but asked but the writers are working. They're working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are, they're working. I, I just want to state out there, because this is what I do on the show, I'd like to state certain things, um, that executive producers and writers and showrunners don't talk to most um, fans. They don't on social media. They usually they may have social media handles, but a lot of times they stay silent. I do a lot of shows after my shows, Marissa. This is one of the first groups that I know of that where they actually interact. And Brian Bird actually takes the time out to interact with you guys. It's very rare, so I, I appreciate it very much. You guys do hmm. because you're taking time to be on it. Because a lot of times it does not happen. It's very silent. It's just it's, there's a wall there. You really do appreciate the Hardys. I can tell, and I've known you for three three seasons now. That you could you really do. Well, it's family. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, we all feel this way. The, the cast, the crew, everybody up on set, you know, that, that's a family there. But the Hardys are our extended family in Hope Valley. And they love the values and the virtues of the place. They love the fact that it's, uh, it, it, it's a place of hope, faith, love, and community, right? Because they kind of want their community to be that way. Right, and so they have their hearty parties where they gather together, yes, they do. and they pray. They've been to some. They've been to some. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they do. Yes. They do. They do. They pray for one another. They you know, do. That's that's something you don't see very often on a show. But I think the the thing that for me and in, in you know when this first started in season one, we were just trying to make a good show. Right. right? We didn't know from like social media and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how to right. how to do all that stuff. I mean, right. it was just sort of emerging <laughs> at that point, and yes. we we're just trying to make a good show. But when people started to to ping us mm-hmm. through you know Facebook or Twitter or yeah. or, or find us some somehow, you know, I just I, I said to my partners, uh, I said, guys, they're talking to us. We got to talk back, and one of our rules needs to be they all deserve an answer. I like that. Right? I like that. Whether or not it's a retweet or a, or a pat right. on the back or a like, or right. you know, that's an answer, too. But they all deserve an answer. And through this, this traumatic thing that we've just all yes. gone through, we're going to do our best to answer all of those. That's why we did the Facebook Live. That's why, you know, part of why Alfonso and I wanted to join you guys, because we knew this was a you know, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to provide as many answers as we can. We understand folks are upset, some of them, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I think the lion's share of them say, we get it now, right? We understand yeah. it, it's hard, but we get it. And, and, and for those who, you know, who, who, can't take, who can't take it, that's okay. You know, God bless. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you, to, we, want you, we want you to stick around yeah. for sure. Don't go away because right. I think that you'll come to a place where you'll get it and where you'll feel okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You guys, are, you, guys are, you guys are doing your job. It's like I said, this was presented to you, you're doing your job, and you're moving, you're moving forward. 
And that's, yeah. what, that's what we do. That's what we do. And they want to give you the best entertainment, you, you guys. They want to give you the best entertainment. <laughs> right. They do. Yeah. And the artists are saying they, 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 they're getting, they're spoiled. We get to talk to Brian. They say we're spoiled. We get to talk to him. And, and you guys are. We, we just, we just, many shows don't do that at all. They don't give any consideration to the fans. They just don't. It's all about just the dollar and the views. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, and, and Hallmark Channel, too, also is very vocal on yep. there and talks to us and talks to the family. I mean, like, it's, it's a great network. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know. Well, it's, it's really challenging in today's day and age when there's a million shows out there and, and you know, and, and a million people, other people wanting to, to break through and, and have their content out there. You know, f- getting past sort of the noise of all that is hard. And the Hardys are like a bridge past all that. They're like a like a big giant bridge past all that because they they uh, become become in a way they become sort of the marketing department, mm-hmm. you know, of the show. Not that we're trying to use them for that, yeah. but but mm-hmm. they they do their evangelism, yes. right? Yes, for the show because they love it so much, and that's how word of mouth spreads. That's how grassroots really happens. That's yeah. very true. Uh, agreed. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Jack Thornton School yes. is named right. after him. But it also opens the opportunity for like happy endings yes. you know, yeah. or happier storylines to come in the future. Because, yes, he did pass, but his legacy will still live on. Yes. And I also want to give an honorable mention to, um, which is a strong honorable mention to Jack Wagner, his mm. scene... Yes. With Lloyd Luckins, Abigail. I mean, I've watched Jack Wagner. Okay, you know, folks, I'm a little older than some people. <laughs> I did watch General Hospital back in the day when he was on there. <clears throat> he was Frisco. With his uh, mullet. With his mullet. <laughs> and his song, All I Need. Yeah, that song. Uh, and Melrose Place. Big fan of that one, too, when he played Peter. Um, I almost forgot how, because he's so funny as the anti-hero on the show. He's just, he's just, he's, he's so good. But that scene was so genuine because they were friends. Him and Jack were. Right. You do all male Hardys out there. There's some great male relationships on this show. That's why I really love why you should watch it, some good ones. And they were a great presentation of how they were friends. Right. He missed his friend, and he okay. said he was like a son to me. Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, I guess he's a little older. Than he was older than him. I don't forget that too, kind of. And when he got the tears in his eyes, he was talking to Abigail. I lost it too. Yeah, but saying that, but, but that he was being sensitive about yeah. that. That men can be sensitive, miss their friends too. And, and I yeah. loved what she did there, Alfonso. She finishes it by taking his hands, yes. and they bow their heads, and yes. they're going to pray. Right? Yes, that Let's was so good. This. So I gotta powerful. say, that was Lori. Oh, love it, uh, Lori. Oh, there you go. Doing that on uh, on the set. So too. beautiful. Oh, amazing. Wow. Okay. Well, they know the characters by now. I mean, yeah. five seasons in. Right. Yeah. But it was a great, it was a great moment. Great improv. Like, yeah. That was great improv. He's like, I, I should leave now. She's like, no, no, no. And then she puts her hands out. It's like, that was yeah. just, it was beautiful. And again, the shot pulling out, just, it just, it was, it was very, but his, I, I forgot how well he can really act in a serious, dramatic right. scene. Right. He really showed, I mean, he was just, he was just tearing, I mean, hair out of place. He, I was like, that's, that's, that's authentic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. it is. Well, before we get to predictions, one last question. <laughs> uh, we, you said during the Facebook Live, you wanted, ha- this isn't the actual tone of the show. It's not always mm. going to be said. We just needed to get through this episode, these moments with Jack's passing, but it leaves the door for more opportunities, more storylines on a happier Note, right. and so I, I I can't wait to see what storylines you have for season six because it's coming. Yeah, no, we're so. planning already planning on a big board, sort of these big, big emotional stories, and but from a different you know sort of mm-hmm. the, just your just your sort of goosebump kind of story, and and humorous story, and again 
going back to the hair part of it all, that these right. are all going to fall within that parameter. Right. You had a lot of E in this one. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of E. A lot of e. <laughs> will, will there be a Christmas episode to help oh, bridge yeah. this yeah. season for the next yes, there will be a Christmas He's writing that one right now. Christmas yeah. episode. He's writing it right now. It's a Christmas <laughs> episode. He's writing right now. All right. Well, before we go, we have to do predictions, of course, because Here we, go. we Here have to. My last time of season. <laughs> yes. TV. James, quickly. Prediction. Your thoughts. <laughs> I bet Deep Voice won't use it for something. Uh, it's just something that I would like to see, and someone brought it up, they thought to bring it up. I like that, in the, at least in the background and some of the scenes, we are seeing some diversity. We've seen there's some black folks there, and the Asian guy, we see all the, he had his arm hurt one, seat, one episode, and he was mm-hmm. trying the other episode. So I'd like to see a few more of that running around in Hope Valley. Yeah. I like that, because that's, I'm thinking that should start happening soon, right, right. at that time period, so it should be happening. So I'd like to predict to see more of, a little more of that. Yes. More inclusive. inclusive. <laughs> more inclusive. But, but, I, but I know it takes. I know it takes time. You kind of have to in the time period. But you have. I've seen that because the one guy. I think was a blacksmith, isn't he? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he had some lines this season. You gave him some lines. This season it was good. I was like, okay, I, I see some in the background. I see some more. Yeah. Some more. Right. That's good. She wrote that too. Yeah, I did. I did write more minorities. I. I'd like to see not necessarily a replacement for Mountie of Jack because no one can obviously no. replace him but I think someone will come to the town and might actually oppose Elizabeth <laughs> like they're not going to get along and I think that would yes. make some great drama too someone completely foiled to oh, what right. Jack was Right, that yeah. makes for a great drama right. Yeah, w- w- so. you don't replace a character that's irreplaceable you just you have to do something different write something right. else yeah so thank you so much I know. for joining us. I know. Oh, it's Lord. the finale. I, this is our so, honor. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's our honor. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank so you. much. Oh, so, <laughs> James, where can we keep following you then? <laughs> I want to say um, uh, my grandmother passed away, speaking of passed away, eight months ago. Tomorrow is her birthday. Oh. And I would have been with her. I used to go every year to New York for her birthday. So I want to give a shout-out to her and dedicate this episode to her because she saw me on TV and before she died, and this was the show she saw me on. Oh, wonderful. And she was like, what's the YouTube? What's this YouTube thing? <laughs> so I had to show it to her, and she, and she saw it, and I wanted to give a shout-out to her. You can find me at James Lott Jr. My latest book is out called Six Equals One. You get it on Amazon, and I will see you guys next season, I guess. And Alfonso, and can people follow you on social media? Do you have? I'm not on social media. Hashtag Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on go. that, though. We're working smart, on that. That's, that's going to change with the hardiest next season. And Brian, everyone can follow you. At BR Bird on, on Twitter and That's Brian right. Bird on Facebook. Where can they find you, Marissa Serafini? Everyone can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, on AfterBuzz TV, everywhere. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Maybe we can see you for HFR 4. We will do it. That coming? <laughs> it's it's, happening. it's, it's happening. happening. It's happening. It's happening, you guys. HFR 4 happening. Brian said it. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Thank you so much, Hardy, for following Thank us you. all season yes. long. Yes. Keep it going throughout to the off season. Oh, shout out to. We are uh, Forever. Maria Provenzano. Yes, Maria Provenzano. Yeah. Shout out to the Hallmarkies. Yes. The, 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 uh, on too. Shout out to them too. Yes. Thank you, Hardys, for following us all season long, and we will see you next time. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz See you later, hearties. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 